Welcome to the Energetic Tarot Podcast, a podcast that helps you connect with the energy of the cards, read more intuitively, and create a more connected practice overall. I'm your host, Kat Crawford, a UK-based energetic tarot reader and tutor, helping you read more objectively for yourself and use your cards for ultimate self-care. Hello, welcome back this week. I felt like doing a bit more of a a lesson type episode. So yeah, that's what we're going to be covering today because I've done a couple of them in the past now and they always seem to do really well and people seem to really like them. They're some of my most popular episodes, I think, are like the how to create narrative and how to, you know, create your own reading style and all of that. So I thought, yeah, let's let's sit down, let's do a lesson. So that is what we're going to be doing. So recently over in the Energetic Tarot Facebook group, which is completely free to join if you want to come over there and be part of our little community. I think it is linked in the show notes. If it's not already, it will be after this. So I did a little court card lesson for everyone in the group and I wanted to turn it into an episode for anyone that kind of listens to the podcast that might find it helpful because court cards are hard. They are tricky. They're very slippery. There's many different ways to read them. And especially if you are a complete beginner, they can be a little bit daunting because you kind of go, oh, I know how to read all of the other cards. And then a court card comes up and we're like, don't know, don't know what that means. So yeah, this, this little lesson will hopefully make things a little bit clearer. But what I will say is that the court cards in general are just a constant and endless experimentation. And I, even after like a good couple of years of reading now, I constantly change the way that I will read them. And I wouldn't say that I've landed on any way that really clicks for me and my style. I'm always changing it up depending on what the reading is or what other stuff is happening in the reading. That usually informs the way that I'll decide to read a court card in that specific setting. So yeah, there's a lot of experimentation. I highly encourage experimentation, especially with court cards and just in general with the tarot. But there are a good couple of ways that you can get into the groove of court cards a little bit more. So you can start to incorporate them and not dread them when they come up into your spreads and in your readings. So we're going to be looking at that in this episode. So those foundational things that we can use as jumping off points for interpreting the court cards when they come up. Just so you know, right out the gate, because transparency is always the way forward, especially when working with tarot. I teach the tarot in a more self-centric way, which is very rooted in kind of personal psyche, psychology and self-development. So I don't tend to read the cards as people. 
Reading the cards as people is very popular and it is something that I know a lot of tarot teachers will teach as a way of reading the court cards. But because I don't do um, kind of psychic or fortune teller style tarot reading, I just find that that way of reading just didn't really resonate with me. So I don't tend to teach that way because I feel like if I'm going to teach something, it has to be something that I use in my own practice so that I can give you the most informed and aligned information as possible. So if you have previously read court cards as people and you really vibe with that, then by all means use this as just like an extra thing to think about when you have court cards. Um, but continue by all means to to read however as you feel comfortable. And if you think actually reading court cards as people might be my personal way of reading, then feel free to go forth. There are lots and lots of resources out there that can help you with that. So this just isn't one of them. <laughs> so just so you know, before we get stuck in, that's not something we're going to be touching on. Instead, we'll be focusing on the types of energies the court cards bring to the table and to the spread and what they can tell us about ourselves as well. So grab a notepad, get comfy, and let's just dive straight in. Dokie. So before we even begin to pick out the court cards, I want to talk you through the idea of the four core elements and their role in the tarot. So if you've been with me for a while or you've done any of my courses or you've downloaded any of my freebies or anything like that, you'll probably have been introduced to this already. But I want to cover it so that everybody's on the same page and then we can really get stuck in. So what we're going to be doing is essentially looking at the four elements. The four elements in the world are air, uh, fire, water and earth. So those four elements correspond with the four tarot suits that we get in a deck. So swords, wands, cups and pentacles. So air is the element of swords, which means that all the properties that we assign to the element of air also gets assigned to the sword suit. So that's things like communication and logic and strategy and intellect and all that kind of stuff that happens in the headspace and the kind of um, crown, third eye and throat chakras if you are a chakra lover. So that's kind of where that energy sits. So that's when we get a swords card that tends to be what it is referring to. It's referring to those areas of the self, of life, of, you know, being human. Then we have the wands, which are the element of fire. So again, the wands then adopt the properties of the element of fire. So that's things like power, passion, sexuality, um, 
what else is there in the ones I always like stumble on the ones so what have I said passion power sexuality action that kind of fiery energy that's that kind of burning fire energy that we get in the pit of our stomach that makes us do something so it really drives us forward there's a lot of movement with the ones with fire um so yeah it's it's a very very fiery passionate kind of energy that we work with with ones which tends to be why when we get a ones card we are referring to things like what action should we take or um where we stand with something or standing up for yourself or you know creativity and all of that kind of stuff as well then we have the cups so they are the element of water sorry i feel like i'm talking really fast i feel like i'm not breathing properly <laughs> sometimes i'll do an episode where i'm just like yeah free and easy i'll just speak from the heart and then other times i'm like <gasps> i can't breathe <sighs> let me take a deep breath <sighs> okay where was I up to? Cups and water. <laughs> so the suit of cups are represented by the element of water. So the element of water refers to our emotional selves. So it is that kind of heart space, that heart chakra energy that we have. And it often um, kind of it often refers to emotions, feelings, um creativity is another one within that kind of water element the differences between fire creativity and water creativity is fire creativity is very much kind of fast and there's no limitations to it there's no thinking about it it's just that kind of very free instinctual creativity whereas with water creativity is more based in your emotions and expressing that and being able to channel that so then we have pentacles which are representative of earth so they have the earth element that helps that guide them so with pentacles any pentacles cards that we get is all about grounding about rooting down about stability about the physical world the material world so we're talking um the physical body we're talking health we're talking family connections and relationships and generational um relationships and connections and things like that as well so that is the four suits and the four elements and that's how they are combined now we come to the wonderful court cards the suit cards so the ace to the tens in any suit they only have the element of their suit so a two of cups will have the element of water just like the seven of cups will also have the element of water when we get to the court cards we're dealing with dual energies so the pages, knights, queens, and kings, they will have their primary energy, their primary element, which is always the element of whatever suit that they're in. And then they have their secondary element. And their secondary element is dictated by their position in the court cards. So, for example... The, the secondary element of pages is earth. 
the secondary element of knights is fire. For queens, it is water, and for kings, it is air. So these elements, these secondary elements, are not as influential or not as um, much of a driving force as the suit uh, elemental energy. So what it does really is act as more of a container for the suit's elemental energy. So for example, if you said a page of swords, that would be the earth of air. So it's a very grounding container within the element of air. So how do we ground that air energy? How do we ground that intellect? How do we ground communication? How do we ground our strategies, our planning and all of that stuff? If we had a queen of cups, for example, then we have a, a card that has the same primary element as it does its secondary element. So because queens represent water and cups represent water, it means that we've got that dual energy of water. So we're just doubling up on that water energy, which is often why the queen of cups is seen as a very nurturing, often linked with um, the like high priestess. It's a kind of mixture between the queen of cups and the queen of swords are, are both very closely related to high priestess energy whereas queen of wands and queen of pentacles will be more closely related to the empress energy i'm getting off track <laughs> i feel like I'm, let's bring it back let's bring it back and simplify it a little bit more because i don't want to confuse you even more the crux of it is that court cards have double the elemental energies compared to the ace to the tens in the tarot suits. That's all you really need to know. <laughs> so that is essentially the foundation that we use in energetic tarot for reading court cards. Now, there are other indicators of court card meanings. So there are other things we can look at as well. If the elemental energy thing doesn't quite vibe with you and you want a different way of kind of looking at things, this is how we can go into it a little bit more. So other indicators that you might want to look at when you're reading a court card is basically embodying the position of the court card. So use yourself and put yourself in the position of whatever that figure on the court card is doing or what they're surrounded by, use it to interpret your actions and your reactions. So if you were the queen of wands in this situation that you're asking about in your tarot reading, what would the queen of wands do? How would that influence your, your actions or your reactions? So we're really putting ourselves into the positions of these court cards and we're taking on the role of whatever that court card is so if we think about kings queens knights and pages we can also think about the authority that they hold so what is their role within the court if we think back to like the 1300s 1400s when we had like medieval courts and you know the royals were as we see them in like shakespeare and all of that so what 
authority would they have? What would their role be? What would their job be? So we can say, for example, if I was looking for a reason as to why I need to to quit a job that doesn't make me happy, and I pulled the king of, this is where I'm pulling out of an earth, the king of wands, I could then use the king of wands card, put myself, embody that king of wands energy within this situation and say, okay, well, what would the king of wands think in this situation? So he may be thinking about the practical side. So how how do I take action on this? How do I show up and take control and act on things that I'm not happy with? So it may be making a complaint to someone. It may be actively looking for another job and creating that strategy to get out of where you are and find solutions to your problems and not just sitting back and thinking about them, but finding solutions and then acting on them straight away as well. So that's a a way that we can use the court cards in tarot reading so we can embody those those figures, those those energies. Another way that you can interpret court cards is by looking at the illustrations. So which way are the figures facing and what does that tell you? So this was something that I learned really, really early on when I started learning tarot and I still use it today I just don't use it as much but if I'm if I get a court card and I'm like I really have absolutely no idea what you're trying to tell me then I will always fall back to this and be like okay well you you kind of strip it back down to not overthinking it and just having a look at what is in front of you so you can say well the queen of wands is facing to the left and this will change depending on what deck you have so I'm just kind of trying to use I bet I got that wrong as well. Trying to use the ride away imagery as like an example, because it's just the one that I know the most, like the the best. So I would say, okay, well, which way is the the Queen of Wands facing? Is she facing towards the other cards in the spread, or is she facing away from the other cards in the spread? In which case, if she's facing towards them, then she's really trying to help she's trying to support she's trying to um guide you with what is happening within those other cards she's trying to say to you you know like this is the energy i am the kind of embodiment that you need to to take on in order to work this out if she was facing the opposite way so she was facing away from the rest of the cards or whatever how many cards you've got in your spread Usually what that indicates is some kind of conflict. So, you know, she's completely ignoring them. She's not thinking about it whatsoever. She's like, no, I'm looking at it this way. You know, it could be if you were doing a spread and it was very much about something that you're dealing with currently that is maybe not great. It's not that positive. It's quite difficult. Or, you know, you need to let go of something or you're... you're dealing with someone who's quite difficult and you get a court card and they're facing away from all of that stuff, then you can do one of two things. You can embody that court card and find the solution that that court card would offer to get over whatever is going on with the other cards. 
or it might be a case of you are taking that stance and therefore you are kind of adding to the conflict between where you are right now and what's going on. So there's a lot of stuff we can kind of glean from which way a figure on a card is facing. And like I said, it really does depend on what deck you use, which I think is another reason why I don't use that technique a lot because I use many different types of decks depending on how I feel and some of my decks won't even have a figure. Some of them are purely pip cards so they don't have people on them, you know, for the the tarot suits. They just have whatever cups or pentacles or whatever it has on it so it doesn't actually have those people that I can use to do that so it really does depend on whichever deck you use the most and whichever imagery that you vibe with the most so it's not a hard and fast rule of how to read core cards because obviously it's going to depend on what deck you have and what is on there so don't take that too literally you can kind of just use that as a little tool you can add it to your toolbox and then if you can or if you feel the need to you can pull that out and see what extra information it can give you another thing and again we're going to be talking about the cards that have figures on them so ideally the rider weight deck that we're kind of talking about at the moment but it can apply as well to some pip cards it just depends on what illustrations you've got So thinking about what the environment is like for the figure on the card. So let me see if I can just like pull one at random. So essentially what you will find is on all of the court cards, I found the page of wands, you will have the figure and they will be surrounded by symbols and environment that kind of gives you a lot of information about what is happening so what is happening to that person what is happening with that energy so for example i just pulled queen of cups and she is sat on a throne surrounded by water because cups is all about water it's a water element she's a queen so again she is a water element so you'll see that if you look if you have a rider weight deck you'll be able to see a lot of references to water. There's water around her, there's water on her throne, her cape kind of looks like a, a like a water fountain. It's very flowy. She wears nothing but like blues and just very watery energy. So as well as that, what you can kind of glean from this, and again, I'm using the right away imagery for this. She is on an island she is an island and often when we say that you know not everyone is an island it it basically means we can't isolate ourselves in order to protect our emotional selves to protect our own energy we can't isolate ourselves in that way because it's not healthy um and it's not helpful and it's not sustainable either so that is something that i have literally just come up with on the spot because i've noticed she's on an island so observing the environment of the court cards and these figures on the court cards can tell you a hell of a lot they can give you a whole new perspective of 
what this court card is trying to say. So if you got the Queen of Cups in a spread and you were kind of talking about maybe difficulty in your relationship, if you were finding it hard to connect with a partner that you've been with for a while, you might pull the Queen of Cups and be like, oh, it's because I basically made myself an island and now I need to think about how that could be impacting my relationship, thinking about how that could be influencing the situation that I'm in right now. You have embodied that Queen of Cups just by having a look at what the environment is around that figure on the card. And again, with like Page of Wands. So Page of Wands, there's not much going on. But even if there's not much going on in the environment, it still tells you quite a lot. So Page of Wands, a page, they're all about earth. Wands, they're all about fire. He's in the middle of a barren desert, like not much around, not much to see. But what that tells you is that he's just there to explore. He's exploring. He's not expecting anything. He's not trying to grow anything. He's just doing. He's just going on this exploration. And whatever happens, happens. There's no expectations. He's not planning on like doing anything or creating anything. He's just there to essentially power his way through, see what is available and explore that a little bit more. So again, so much more that you can get from just observing what that environment is like and even putting yourself in that environment. Like how would you feel in that environment if you were the page of wands? Would you be quite calm? Do you like the desert? Is sand something that you vibe with? (laughs) I don't know. Just thinking about how you personally would be in that situation can tell you a lot. So I think that's one of the reasons why as well the court cards are so difficult to interpret because they in my opinion are much more personal and focused on individuality and the uniqueness of you as a human and I'm going to go into that a little bit more in a second but it it does feel a lot more personal um, and uh, than some of the other cards might do. So the last thing I kind of want to talk about when it comes to imagery is looking at symbols that you can you can spot on these cards. And again, this is very imagery biased, so it depends on what deck you've got. But you might spot things like I was saying before that with water or fishes are a big one. So fishes being sort of messengers in a lot of ways. They tend to symbolize a message coming through, which is why we see the fish in the Page of Cups. But we also have things like thrones symbolizing that stability and that kind of um, security within whatever suit they've got. So you'll notice the queens and the kings tend to have thrones. There'll be loads of different little tiny symbols as well. Like I said, with the Queen of Cups, where you just notice that she's on an island and then you think, okay, well, what what's what does an island mean? What does an island mean to me? What does it symbolize? And you can kind of go down that rabbit hole as well. So there's a lot you can get from illustrations. And the beauty of having so many modern tarot decks these days is that The more decks you own, and this is 100% an excuse to go out and buy multiple decks, (laughs) 
<laughs> like that's what I tell myself all the time. I'm like, if I get a new deck, that means I can learn something new. So why would I not buy four at once? Like that just makes sense. So the more decks you own and the more imagery you kind of expose yourself to, the more you will learn about what a card means. And it something that I've noticed as well is that the more variety of decks that I use the deeper my understanding of the cards just across the board. So it's not like if I use one deck, then I will have certain interpretations that are accessible to me that I that wouldn't be accessible to me if I used a different deck. Like, it, it doesn't work that way. Every single deck has something new to teach you, kind of opens your eyes to new things. Also, illustrators and authors... They all have their own unique way of reading tarot and so that tends to get injected into different decks as well and you can take more from that. So especially with the court cards because they're so slippery, they're so awkward to learn, you can't memorize the meanings as well as you can for say the majors or the ace to tens there's something a lot more complex to them. And that's why that's why the the bane of <laughs> most tarot readers' existence. So just to kind of bring things to a close, because I don't want this to be like a seven-hour lesson about court cards, because just the, it would be terrible. So at the beginning, I said that I don't read cards as people. But there are some ideas within that kind of reading the court cards as people that I do love and I I do use and that is the idea of external influences so the idea of, of having power taken away from us or not being in control of something that influence of the external whether that be environment or other people or whatever it may be so the court cards can be a great way of assessing your own stance towards things that are out of your control towards the habits and the behaviors of other people and of external events that may be happening to you so the court cards can show us a better way to react or they can bring awareness to parts of ourselves that we may not have been able to see before. So this is something that the tarot tends to do in general, but I feel like the court cards, like I said before, make it much more personal. It's like, this isn't just about the situation and about everything that's going on. This is about you and how you are seeing things. So it can be a lot harsher (laughs) <laughs> it can be more of a tough love kind of situation, but it does add that extra level of individuality to a tower reading to have those court cards there. So in a lot of ways, they're really the humanist cards within the tarot so this means that they can help us understand the human element of a situation and the human element of our problems and they can help us ponder things more philosophically more ethically they can open our eyes to moral implications 
lessons and opportunities that are available to us. So they really allow us to assess our beliefs about what we stand for, about our core values. And when we can tap into that, often we find solutions come a lot more easily because we're like, okay, well, this is what I believe. And so if I root down into that, the amount of solutions or opportunities or pathways that I can take then starts to get smaller. You start to kind of narrow it down a lot more and you find the solution that feels the most connected to who you are and what you believe and, and all of that stuff. So it's really, I always think about it in a way, if you read a Celtic cross, for example, you tend to have the U card, which is, let's, let's see if I can count it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> it's the seventh card. It's at the bottom of the right hand kind of pillar. And that's the U card. And it tends to represent you and your mindset and how you are attacking something or coming at something or reacting to something. And that always reminds me of court cards like the court cards are you you are the court cards that's just how it works and yeah you can just get a lot from putting yourself into the position of the court cards and really thinking about morality and your ethics and your core values and what that would mean to you and how you would approach this situation so I do I like I've written an email about this where I go into it a little bit more. But I probably will do a substack on this actually, because I feel like this needs I feel like I need to really dig into this a little bit more. So maybe I'll do a substack post on this. But anyway, that is it for the lesson part. And I also wanted to offer a little exercise which I did in the recent uh, video lesson that I did. So this is all about journaling with the court cards. So what you essentially have to do is take out your court cards from your deck, make sure that you're only working with the court cards and just give them a shuffle and then use this three card spread. And I'll put it in the show notes as well so that you can see um, how it all works. But essentially it's just a really easy three card spread three cards in a horizontal line as you would normally for like a past, present and future spread. So card one, so this would be how, how would the past version of yourself have dealt with this current situation that you are in right now? So whatever court card comes up in this position, this is how you would have done something in the past. So before you became who you are right now. Card two would be how would the present version of you deal with this situation? So you're highlighting parts of yourself that will help you to understand or they will help you to kind of come to terms with it and really brings your awareness to to how you are tackling something in this present situation and then we have card three so this would be how would the version of you you're working towards becoming deal with the situation so how would this kind of future ideal version of you deal with this thing and it can also be 
just like how will this next version of myself deal with this or how you could even change this to like how would how what is the easiest or what is the best way to deal with the situation that I'm not already doing so you can kind of ask the universe for guidance that way as well so I feel like oh god this is a bit I don't know why it's always lesson ones that I'm like <laughs> I think because my, my brain's working faster than my mouth and I'm like I need to get all of this information out and immediately and it just yeah I need to work on that <laughs> so that is it for this episode I hope it was helpful I hope you all feel a little bit more confident about reading the court cards and how that might work for you and in your own personal way of reading and yeah that is that is pretty much it make sure to check out my substack which I will put a link in the show notes too because I think I probably will do like a deeper dive into this so that will appear over there on my substack my substack is um called essays of a tarot obsessive but the link will be in the show notes and yeah i'm trying to think of anything else i need to tell you but i think that's it i think that is it so i will speak to you very soon i hope you all have a lovely week and yeah enjoy your week bye bye guys the Energetic Tarot podcast is hosted by Kat Crawford of energetictarot.co.uk. To explore more from Energetic Tarot and learn how to use your cards in a more practical and supportive way, head to the website and browse all of the workshops, digital workbooks and guides. For inquiries about advertising on the podcast, submitting your letters for the listener letters segment or submitting a question about tarot you'd like answered on the podcast, then you can email me at cat at energetictarot.co.uk.